Gentlemen, please welcome back the beautiful, the talented, the super sustainable Cruzan McAlligan. Savvy Earth Savers, how are we all? Today we're getting a little bit prehistoric to try and understand how we came to have the giant creatures that we have on the Earth today. The two-meter skull of a newly discovered species of giant ichthyosaur, the earliest known, is shedding new light on the marine reptile's rapid growth into the behemoths of the dinosaurian oceans and better helping us understand the journey of modern cetaceans, which are whales and dolphins, to becoming the largest animal to ever inhabit the Earth. Now, this is really interesting. When we think about the biggest animals on Earth, we're thinking about whales, right? The blue whale. Now, while dinosaurs ruled the land, ichthyosaurs and other aquatic reptiles that were emphatically not actually dinosaurs, they ruled the waves, reaching similarly gargantuan sizes and species diversity. If anyone has watched some sort of scary prehistoric films like Meg the Meg, all about the megalodon shark, that's the kind of thing we're talking about. Evolving fins and hydrodynamic body shapes seen in both fish and whales, Ichthyosaurus swam the ancient oceans for nearly the entirety of the age of dinosaurs. That's hundreds of millions of years. So Ichthyosaurus derived from a yet unknown group of land-living reptiles and were air-breathing themselves. From the first skeleton discoveries we have in southern England and Germany over 250 years ago, these fish saurians were among the first large fossil reptiles known to science long before the dinosaurs, and they have captured the popular imagination ever since. This particular ichthyosaur stalked the oceans around 246 million years ago, as I said, only about 3 million years after the first ichthyosaurs got their fins wet, which is an amazingly short time to get this big. The elongated snout and conical teeth suggest that this animal preyed on squid and fish, but its size meant that it could have hunted smaller and juvenile marine reptiles as well. The giant predator probably had some hefty competition. Through sophisticated computational modeling, the authors examined the likely energy running through the food web, recreating the ancient environment through data, finding that marine food webs were able to support a few more colossal meat-eating ichthyosaurs. Now, ichthyosaurs of different sizes and survival strategies proliferated. There was loads of them comparable to modern cetaceans. So from relatively small dolphins to massive filter feeding baleen whales and giant squid hunting sperm whales like we have today, there was a massive range in the size of these creatures. Now, due to their large size and resulting energy demands, the densities of the largest ichthyosaur have been substantially lower than suggested. The ecological functioning of the food web from this ecological modeling was very exciting as modern highly productive primary producers were absent in Mesozoic food webs and were an important driver in the size evolution of whales. So whales and ichthyosaurs share more than a size range. They also have similar body plans and both initially arose after mass extinctions. These similarities make them scientifically valuable for comparative study. So, authors got to work combining computer modeling and traditional paleontology to study how they both reached record-setting sizes independently. So one rather unique aspect of the project was the integrative nature of the approach. We first had to describe the anatomy of the giant skull in detail and determine how this animal is related to other ichthyosaurs. 
So Ichthyosaurus's initial foray into giganticism was likely due to the boom in ammonites and other kinds of creatures like that. While their evolutionary roots were different, both whales and ichthyosaurs relied on exploiting niches in the food chain to make it really, really big. Now, as researchers, they often talk about the similarities between ichthyosauruses and cetaceans, but they rarely dive into details, and that's why this study really stands out. It's allowed them to gain some additional insight into body size evolution within this group of marine tetrapods. Another interesting aspect is that it's a testament to the resilience of life in the oceans after the worst mass extinction in Earth's history. You can say that this is the first big splash for tetrapods in the ocean which is absolutely fascinating. And the reason we're looking so far back is we might be able to understand more about the diversity of our Earth's creatures today, modern animals with us today, if we can look far back in history and see the same patterns repeating over and over. Until next time, bye-bye. Thank you so much, Cruz. Don't forget.